We have been doing our level best to keep you updated on the Patrick Leoya case, the 26-year-old man who was killed by a Grand Rapids police officer while fleeing arrest a few weeks ago. Well, now new information available that may go to his lack of judgment. A lot has been focused on the officer's judgment, but uh, the deceased lack of judgment during that fateful traffic stop. The Kent County Medical Examiner's Office has released its official report on the cause of death. For Patrick Leoya and WJR Senior News Analyst Chris Renwick is here with some details about toxicology reports that are raising some eyebrows. Good afternoon, Guy. Yes, the results of the official autopsy show the cause of death was a single gunshot wound to the back of the head. Of course, you'll remember 26-year-old Patrick Leoya was shot and killed during a routine traffic stop back on April 4th in Grand Rapids. Video footage released by the GRPD shows Officer Christopher Schur pull over Leoya for an unregistered license plate. The video showed, showed Leoya getting out of his car to talk to the officer, turn back to Christopher Schur, and walk towards the front of the car. Schur put his hands on Leoya's back and told him to stop. That's when Leoya resisted his touch and quickly backed away from the officer, running away before Schur tackles him to the ground and tells him to stop resisting. He got up. Sure fired his taser twice but missed Loyola both times. The pair went back to the ground in a struggle. Sure is heard on tape ordering Loyola to drop the taser before Sure fired his police-issued firearm into the back of Leoya's head. Sure was placed on administrative leave while the Michigan State Police conduct a criminal investigation. But something else in that official autopsy revealed in the toxicology report, report Leoya's blood alcohol level was three times the legal limit at 0.29%. Daniel Laren, a defense attorney who specializes in drunk driving arrests, says there isn't much functionality when you're that intoxicated. Yeah, no one would be driving well at 0.29. Uh, I mean, you, there, there's a chance that in the short amount of time this police officer saw me may not have seen anything, any bad driving during that time, but certainly this guy's ability to walk, talk, drive would be severely impacted by a consumption of alcohol that much. Laren spoke with All Talk today and says that information very well could be a part of the legal proceedings going forward. Having a blood alcohol of 0.29 would certainly be a mitigating factor in the civil uh, in the civil action because, you know, the uh, certainly this guy wasn't, uh, you know, he was resisting the police. And, and, you know, they always talk about, well, this is just a misdemeanor, you know, you know, and that sort of thing. But once he started resisting the police and running from the police and grabbing his taser and stuff, that becomes a felony. That's resisting, obstructing a police officer, two-year felony. In the meantime, Guy, uh, at the time of the traffic stop, Leoya had a revoked license and three open arrest warrants. There were also a dozen of criminal and traffic cases against Leoya dating back to 2016. Uh, And I guess I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around somebody that can blow uh, triple uh, the legal limit at 8 o'clock in the morning. That would suggest that that there had been... All, all drinking all night long. Yeah, you know, it's funny uh, it, with Kevin and and Tom today on All Talk, uh, Daniel Laren said, I think Kevin mentioned something. Well, it's probably like 15 or so drinks. Yeah, that's the equation, yeah. And Daniel Laren said, no, it's probably more like a fifth or a liter of alcohol. So you're talking about a lot of alcohol. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if it's 8 in the morning, you probably were up drinking all night. Right. And, and and if he had stopped sometime during the night, it tells you how drunk he was right. earlier. He could have been beyond. I'm reminded. And, and again, this this goes to the idea of judgment. Why did he get out of the car? Why did he flee? Well, he had outstanding warrants 
and he was three times the legal limit, which would have almost put him in a category of being super drunk. Yes. Uh, certainly. And so he, he was looking at some some jail time there. I think what this does more than anything is it provides a little bit of context. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and, and I think it would be neglectful if the investigation didn't look at that and didn't look at the state that he was under at the time of the incident. So I think it provides a, a really important piece to the puzzle in terms of what was his state of mind in this? Because right. had he been sober, I, maybe he wouldn't have even gotten out of the car in the first place. Well, and, and, and it also begs the question, what was the condition of the passenger? Why would you get sure. into a car with somebody that was obviously that drunk? Now, we have seen, I covered a horrible case in 2005, uh, the family of Gary Weinstein. Mm-hmm. He lost his two sons and his wife to a uh, to, to a uh, drunk driver who blew 0.34. Mm. But he was a very high-functioning alcoholic, and he, he, he exhibited nothing when he left his workplace. But he was that drunk then. It cost us three lives, and it begs the question, would we see protests in the streets if he had run over three kids uh, as a drunk driver? Uh, would the same people have been as outraged and as upset as they are now with this? The answer is no. Thank you. I, didn't, I don't like to leap to conclusions. Chris, thanks so much. See ya. It is, uh, to some degree, about better policing and recruiting and training better officers. And it's something that within law enforcement circles, there's a lot of good discussion about. I want to bring in WJR senior news analyst Lloyd Jackson, uh, who had a great discussion with Hilton Napoleon, a fine uh, leading law enforcement officer in his own right and the older brother of the late Wayne County Sheriff, Benny Napoleon, who I guess he's got a book out. Uh, Lloyd, tell us about it. Yes, that's right, Guy. Uh, Hilton Napoleon spent over three decades in law enforcement and has written a book called A Badge, A Gun, But No God, Problems with Policing in America. He said he began writing this book after 14-year-old Tamir Rice was shot and killed by a police officer in Cleveland back in 2014. Napoleon said it was important that the book come from a police perspective. Napoleon says too many times police defend other police, and it's only natural when they come under scrutiny, but he says there are real problems in some departments. Police do not like to admit that they have issues within their police departments, but based upon all of these shootings of unarmed people, there are serious problems within the police department. And I just wanted to expose, you know, some of those things. And I did that by speaking on some of my experiences, what I experienced as a working police officer, and also as growing up in the city of Detroit. Now, part of the book title is But No God. I asked Napoleon about that, and he says all of our laws are based on biblical principles. And if you have an ungodly police officer, he's going to act in an ungodly way. I had to interject this in here like that because of the laws all of them came thou shall not steal thou shall not kill you know uh you know thou shall not covet thy neighbor's uh property all of that is right in there and so i wanted to give the biblical perspective uh as well as the uh practical perspective as far as how police officers are supposed to conduct themselves. Now, Napoleon retired after 29 years in the Detroit Police Department. He then spent four years as the police chief of Inkster and only two months as chief of police in Highland Park because he caught COVID, the same disease that took the life of his younger brother, the late Wayne County Sheriff, Benny Napoleon, in December of 2020. 
Hilton spent 28 days on a ventilator. Two years ago, he says he's still rehabilitating. Well, I had dropped foot. I had uh, I have nerve damage in my left leg, right uh, uh, left arm, and um, and also in both my feet. So I'm dealing with some issues. Napoleon wants people to please take COVID seriously. It took his brother's life. It almost took his life. And he says it's real. Please protect yourself because one thing that I do know, the healthcare workers, the nurses are under tremendous strain. And it is very difficult to take care of just one COVID patient because you have to turn the body. There's a number of things that they have to do to monitor and the healthcare workers are burned out. Please consider them and pray for them also. Now you can pick up Hilton Napoleon's book, A Badge, A Gun, But No God, on Amazon and also at Barnes & Noble. He's having an outdoor book signing on May 19th from 5 to 8 p.m. at Beacon Park on Grand River, down the street from the MGM Grand Casino. Guy? Important to look at these questions from every dimension, Lloyd, and uh, appreciate that. And, and we wish him nothing but the best. Good man. And we still mourn his late brother, who was just a terrific, terrific guy. 357 on News Talk 760 WJ. When we come back, how far we are behind when it comes to landing EV work in Michigan.